You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we've, I've, I've, I've recently talked to many OGs of the OG game. Of YouTube, Omar Isaf, I talk to you daily. Yep. Uh, I recently did a little roundtable with Johnny Candido, who's been in the game for a very long time. Many people mention Matt Ogus, who's yep. a local cat to us, and so people bring it up. But we have the one, the only. You actually just threw a throwback picture up too. Uh, you're looking hella young, <laughs> uh, Michael Corey, oh, ladies and gentlemen. I'd probably say you were you were definitely first five YouTubers I found when I was hunting down fitness things in, I don't even know what year, 2011, maybe? Oh, really? That long? I think so, bro. I think it was like you, Ogus, Scooby, Elliot Hulse, yeah. Omar are maybe the first ones I found, and then I kind of found Ogus and some of the vlog-style stuff. You started with cooking. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Corey, Obtain Strength. How's everyone doing? What's the thank branding you, uh, now? Obtain you Strength? Thank you for having me, man. This is great. Yeah, yeah, love yeah, to yeah have Obtain Strength. Obtain Strength. Because it used to be cooking. I, you, I think also I was talking to the boys in the car. We got two young guns that live with me, and, and one produces the show, and one's uh, uh, my boy Kyle is helping us with a bunch of projects. They're, they're into the YouTube game, but they're a little bit younger than us. I told them, like, how common is Instagram and YouTube, like, like uh, for lack of a better term, fit cooking now? Like, that's the most common fucking thing ever. Seems like it, yeah. And I think you're number one, buddy. I think you fucking invented that. You should have TM'd all that and copied. You'd be a billionaire. <laughs> It would have been nice, man. But um, yeah, I started all that in, in 2010. It's just crazy to think that was like a decade ago when all that started. It is started. We we can go a little bit into your past before we hop into uh, you know the question of the day, which is the future of fitness. But um, what got you started uh, doing YouTube? Because YouTube, how old is YouTube? 2007, six, I think. I think yeah, it's, yeah, two, yeah, six. <clears throat> yeah, and so fitness YouTube even now is kind of considered like small and kind of niche a bunch of people tried it but they do three videos and disappear yeah you did it for a really long time you hunkered down you gained a lot of popularity what was the uh what was the inspiration behind that back in the day i think just starting out i think everyone when they get into fitness like you get results right and eventually people ask you questions and you're like hey let me let me try to help you and i wanted to make videos i wanted to i, I i've always had a big interest in like editing and stuff you know, I would like record myself like playing video games and I'd like edit the best plays and stuff. Um, so that's how I learned how to edit. Um, but I mean, just the inspiration was just wanting to share just my story and tips and things that I've learned along the way. That's dope. Um, so it started out, it started out super, you know, just, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just kind of was like, Oh, <laughs> let's, let's do it. What video game edits were you doing? What game were you playing? I, I loved uh oh, we Episode lost three, man. That was that was a fun game. We lost the audio right as you mentioned the fucking game. What game was it? <laughs> Halo three. Oh, Halo three. Yeah. Okay. Legendary. Yeah, classic. Classic. Do you still game a little bit? Halo's coming out, dude. I think it by the end of the year they say. <sighs> I dude, I I don't have time. It's crazy. Like once you turn into an adult, it's just you don't have time to game anymore. Damn it. Mr. Corey, we're gonna have to fix that, buddy. <laughs> I want you to play Halo you, with me in December. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. We yeah. can hear you now. Okay. I want you to play Halo with me in December when it comes out. All right, you're okay. gonna make time. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you have a, a a lady friend, or maybe you have to skip a meal, or maybe you, the gym has to close a couple hours early. I don't really care, dude. I'm gonna ask one favor of you, and I want to play some Halo. I'm I'm totally down, man. Let's do I'm it. Totally down. Um, uh, so actually, beyond YouTube, like give us give our audience a background real quick on yourself. Uh, I'm 28. I live in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I own a, a gym here, like you guys kind of covered. I, I did like the YouTube thing, I think, for you know 10 years or so now. It's 10 years. Um, got two dogs, love, uh, love lifting weights and uh, being outside, hiking, meeting new people. Just uh, I'm pretty chill dude, I guess. You don't sound like Oklahoma to me. Like all my relatives live in Oklahoma and you don't sound like <laughs> any of them. Just 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 so I, you know i've grown up in like southwest missouri and uh, I, I don't know what like determines the like 
Oklahoma accent. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can think of one. I can hear it in my head. I can I can hear my dad and my mom. <laughs> Is it southerny? Yeah. Yeah. Like a twang? Yeah. I don't even think I can do it, but if I'm around relatives, yeah, I, I pop right into it real quickly. You know, it's really weird. Like my, my sister um, sounds that way. Wow. She completely picked it up from my parents, and I and I I didn't. I kind of intentionally didn't though. Like, I, I'll say some shit, and a lot of people tell me like, "Mike, are you from the East Coast?" Or like, "You have like an Italian thing going." But it's probably just my dad. Like my dad's from Cleveland. It's not even really East Coast, but they have like somewhere in between, like a Chicago and New York. Yeah, you know, like not coffee, but they'll have like a little something in there. A little bit more East Coast inflection than something. than Midwest. Something I don't know, yeah. and I don't think my mom has an accent. I had an epiphany when I was like 24. My mom's from Argentina. She moved here when she was like 18. I had an epiphany when I was like 18, 20. I was like, does my mom have an accent? And I'm just so used to it. I've never realized she has an accent or not. And so I had to like ask homies, like, does my mom have an accent? And they're like, no, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean though? Yeah. Like, yeah. If that's the only voice you know of your mother, you probably just wouldn't even hear it. Uh, yeah. I, I think that, uh, um, I think that some people are born with the ability to do accents and the other people are born with the ability to suck up one accent and never do any other ones the rest of their lives. Or, you know, for the most part, even just like work through not sounding like you have an accent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's like being left-handed or ambidextrous or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's just one of those, <laughs> one of those things. To hop into some semi-current events, um, the whole world, uh, America included, have been popped into uh, COVID-19 uh, and affected many business owners. Um, some of our jobs, like you, are, are online, so we could continue a little bit of what we do. Um, but having a brick-and-mortar gym, um, I'd imagine, I don't know Oklahoma's uh, details exactly, but I imagine was one of the very first things to close down. Um, it, it was, it was. It was. Uh, I think we closed on March 17th. Oh, so fairly early. When did we yeah, close? March good. 13th? In that same range, yeah. between the thirteenth and the seventeenth, I don't know. Between like they, they, it was a sort of a staged thing yeah. until it was finally everybody stayed home. What was that process like for you as a, as a business owner, as a human, and um, you know what what communications maybe did you have with your your state or your government or your city? Um, yeah, yeah. Hit us, uh, inform so us what's been happening like, to obtain when, for a while. When everything started, I mean, from my perspective, it was like okay, this closed and okay, this is closed. And we had just had like a powerlifting meet, like literally the week before. So I was already kind of like going over the top with like cleaning and stuff. Um, it was basically just like a tidal wave I could like see in the distance. And I just knew it was just coming. It's coming. They're going to, they're going to, gyms are closing. They're going to announce gyms are closing. And then boom, March 17th. Um, I think the mayor said, look, you guys got to close at like midnight. So it was like seven or eight hours, I think to like scramble. And I'm yeah. a business owner, like, I, I, no one's been through anything like this, you know? So it's just like, what do I do about billing schedules? Like, what about the, the landlord? Is he going to be cool? Like it, it, just a lot to figure out a lot of logistics within like such a small period of time. Yeah. And a lot of local businesses, regardless, it's hard. I think, uh, and I thought this way too, probably until my early twenties, like you think like your neighbor or your, your best friend's parents, like they own a business, they're rich. Mm. Like, they'll be fine. But a lot of like, if you own even two businesses, you're, you're, you're scraping by, like yeah. you can make a good living. Um, but you don't have just millions sitting in the bank when bad oh, things yeah. happen, you know? Um, I wish. and especially gyms, restaurants, like some of these uh, types, of, it's not like yeah. we all just created a new iPhone, um, <laughs> you know, or, or a florist. Like imagine some of these companies, I don't know the, the flower business at all, but mm. the margins can't be great. It's right. not like you're pulling 10 K a day. Um, was was that kind of first in your head? Was say like uh, how, how like you said like you, you saw this tidal wave, but but how do you handle things? Like what what what's step one? Shit's closing. Uh, you're just gonna go cry? I'd probably go cry. Uh, step one, I immediately you know went to like social media and I, I made a video basically saying like you know this is a serious situation you know support local government. I didn't think you know the right action to be in that situation would just be to like get mad and yeah you know have a knee-jerk reaction to closing your business like these are professionals these people know way more than i do and just like they're elected for a reason i just said we're going to trust the the professionals and just kind of follow along with uh, the guidelines and you just kind of take things day by day uh you know it was like the first couple days we were closed i was like i'm not going to go to the to the gym and i actually brought some equipment home for a garage gym which i know is something you guys want to talk about yeah. here a little bit uh, and i have my opinion on that um <laughs> but 
uh, after after about a week, I was like, man, like I miss going to the actual gym. And I, I really I did a lot and I made the most of that time. You know, I improved the gym a lot. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, yeah. I redid the lobby. I was doing stuff every day. Um, so really just if, if you got a bad hand, just try to make the best of it. Yeah, I think that's the best example. I, I was following your story and you repainted new TVs, new all this stuff. And I think um, life sucks uh, in a lot of ways and, and you'll get thrown speed bumps. But yeah, like I, I was joking, I, maybe I'm not, maybe I go yeah. home and cry, but <laughs> you, you know, you, you see it like, all right, let, I have a lot of time. The place is empty. How can I try and improve mm-hmm. things for my members and, and my business? Yeah, yeah. Comes back? So, so once I, I, it was all about mindset to me. It was like, I can be negative or I could be positive and be like, this is a time that, you know, if you want to think business-wise, all competitors are also closed. It's True, a totally right. even playing field. You know, so if I do construction and got stuff everywhere, it's not going to inconvenience my day-to-day operation in my business. So once I changed my outlook, I really started to enjoy the process more. And, like, I'll never get a chance, to, hopefully, to, you know, have 50 days or however long we were closed just to improve the business in the most minute ways that, you guys know if you have a business and stuff there's all of these little things that you want to fix but you're more focused on a hundred other things and you walk by it and you ignore it but hey if we're closed i could really focus and hone in on all the little you know touch up paint and all the little details to you know really take the experience of every member to the next level yeah, it really f- plays into your OCD, not yours, but one's OCD, you oh, know what I mean? It's me too. <laughs> when you when you have a chance to kind of look at everything without people around, yeah. then you go, oh man, I never really liked how that came out, or or we really <laughs> rushed true. when that happened, and you know, one thing and another. It, uh, um, But did, did you ever have a moment where you thought, maybe it's just never going to reopen, or maybe I'm not going to be able to financially sustain it, or is your mix of business... Um, like we've talked to a couple of other, other folks lately, um, uh, like Jay Ashman, who's like, I, he said, I love having a gym, but like, if I didn't have a gym, I would still be able to pay my bills because Uh I do other coaching and stuff like that. So, I mean, how does that, how does that stand for you? You know, the, the gym community is like, I was so lucky to have such a great group of people. I mean, these people that go to my gym, they love the gym just as much as me. So obviously they want to see it there. And I think this is the case with a lot of other local gyms The people that go there really support the gym. They know the owner. They, they know everyone that goes there. This is their group of friends. Um, you know, people have gone to my gym and met and have got engaged. You know, this is a great thing and people don't want to see it fail. So I, I was so lucky to have people actually call me opt in to leave their billing schedules on um, and you know, I was able to cover overhead, um, and then have a little bit left to obviously didn't like take a paycheck that month or anything, but all the extra money, uh, I, I put back into the gym to improve it. That's cool. That's cool. And I think that is, uh, leading into the next conversation. And we talked to a lot of people, uh, our boy, uh, Brandon Campbell, um, and a lot of people of, of what the future of fitness is because home gyms, I think have kind of been popular in our niche. Um, they're not yeah. so popular, I think, for the everyday gym goer, the person that goes to the big commercial gym. Um, and even gyms like yours or a Barbara Brigade or whatever it is are still, they're popular now because of the internet. Um, but they're not popular. Like there's not one in every city. There's not even two in every city. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's not even one in every major city. Yeah. Uh, there's not a, a gym like that that I could really think of in like Boston. I've been to Boston a lot. And there's some cool gyms in Boston, but not of what we're talking about with the community. Um, mm-hmm. CrossFit did a decent job of building community and some things, but they're up and down and they obviously have a very certain type of workout you have to do. Um, where I don't know all your protocols, but I've seen your gym and obviously follow your stuff. You sign up for a gym membership. You kind of do what you want. You have equipment for all kinds of folks that want to get better, stronger. Longer, maybe look better, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the number one answer? Do you think community is going to rule all? Where do you think uh, home gyms play, you know, in the next two years? So, uh, like you said, I think it, it's really just being a product of your environment, and you have to find a gym that that you like. So, I think a lot of people might not have access to uh, a local gym like that, and they might be used to like a big chain gym. Where they're not around, you know, like-minded people that like powerlifting or like bodybuilding, um, but when you surround yourself with people that are also interested in that, um, strength in numbers, you know, it's uh, it's it's motivating to be around other like-minded people. I feel like um, either in, in business or while you're working out or anything. I know when I've talked to you know guys like you, 
um, afterwards for the next like maybe day or so, I feel like my business mindset is elevated a little bit just because we had this conversation. I was, you know, intellectually stimulating myself. Um, so I think the same thing can be said about, about gyms. You can't, you can't put a price on being around people that are also working towards something that, that you are as well. Yeah. I think that's so well put, but a lot of people, because these gyms aren't popular or whatever, or they're not, not, they're not popular. There's not that many of them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. they don't even understand what that means. Right. If we go to 24 hour fitness, uh, right now, I don't know if that's a train in Oklahoma, but it's a, our most popular chain. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you go there and we say, Hey man, I got this gym over here. These dudes aren't doing what you're doing. Come just give it a go. Like he'll probably just shrug you off. Like I'm here to lift some dumbbells, dude. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I are the same. You and I have done this for a very long time on the internet and off the internet, lifting weights, like-minded people, friends online and friends in person. And I wake up and I don't want to go deadlift. Like my fucking back hurts. I'd rather eat. I'd rather play video games. I have a lot of business to do. Like, but if I have a gym and I know these three dudes are going to meet me there at noon, I'm way more likely to go. And then when I do show up, I'm way more likely to have fun. And oh, yeah. the only way yeah. to be healthy and have fun is to do it right day in and day out over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with you. Uh, it is interesting though, right? Because every piece of home equipment is sold out. Yeah, it's sold yeah. out across the world, um, and I don't uh-uh. know who's buying it. I don't know if it's you know our communities uh, online or in person that are buying it, or if it's the the guilt uh, guys, the guys that say you know the same people that have a, a commercial gym membership but aren't using it. Yeah. <laughs> so then they buy a bike that they're not going to use because they they feel better that they bought mm, it. They bought a treadmill <laughs> because they don't have enough places to hang their clothes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but 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 I got exercise equipment at home if I need it, kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I That's a really the, good the, question. The, the pandemic obviously had something to do with it, you know, with, with no one being able to go to a gym, a public facility. People love that healthy lifestyle. And I think people were, they had no problem with dishing out eight, $900 for a squat rack just to still have that experience. So I took, I took home a squat stand and maybe 500 pounds of plates in my garage. And I, I made it one workout and I was just like, I can't, yeah. I can't like, I, I like the process of driving to a gym. Um, obviously it wasn't the same being in there alone, but I would rather have, I like the routine basically. Mm-hmm. I like, I like driving. I like drinking a pre-workout. I like, you know, being in a, a large atmosphere, having tons of variety, uh, different equipment where like home gyms. Yeah. It's nice and convenient. And I understand like people, like Brandon Campbell, for example, yep. you, know, you guys, good buddy of mine, he's got two kids now. He doesn't have time. Time is so valuable to him. A situation like him, yeah, absolutely. Like I think a home gym is, is certainly better than nothing because maybe he wouldn't have time to go drive to a gym otherwise. Yeah, and his mindset I think matters too. And I don't know the percentage of humans because um, we can look at top-level powerlifters, weightlifters, or, or, or the middle ground. And there are some guys that are very successful 100% the Mike Tashiers, the Dan mm-hmm. Greens that just work out in their garage alone, some yeah. with no music, uh, whatever it might be. And, and, and maybe they enjoy that zen and alone time. Um, I have a lot of alone time. I'm kind of a loser. I'm kind of a loner. I'm kind of antisocial. So like the gym for me isn't necessarily my social time, but it is my time to very least look at other humans. I'll put in uh-huh. ear pods, sit in the corner. And there's even something different to that. Even if you are kind of like a quiet person or whatever, I sometimes go to Untamed Strength. Shout out to our boy Alan Thrall. And I'll sit in the corner and not really talk to anyone. Um, but being in that environment, like you said, the, you, you can treat that environment and, and, and use for lack of a better term, how you want, you can still be yeah, very yeah. much inside yourself, but be in the environment, or you can fully dive in and make friends and high five and spot. You can kind of use it all where, when you're at home, there's only really one option. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think if I was Brandon, cause some, he works at home so much that I've been, I would want to go somewhere, but that's. Yeah. See, I was just thinking about that for myself too. I'm really good at, at working at home. I have, um, especially now that I have, uh, an area with a full desk and, and a computer set up, everything's kitted. I can sit down and bang out work all day, emails, phone calls, business meetings, podcasts, whatever. Um, but I don't think even if I had a squat rack, I think I'm like you, Mike, if there was a, 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 a squat rack in my garage, I don't think I'm using it. I, b- I brought a yeah. spin bike. I'm going to admit my and confess here. I got a spin bike from my mom's house. It, it was in her garage um, pretty early with the lockdown, probably mm. like two or three weeks in. And I used it really good for like two, two weeks. Mm-hmm. I haven't ridden it in like three weeks. Mm. And it's right next to my bed. I, I, I definitely have time to hop on that thing for half an hour, but I just don't. Um, same thing. But if, if I was driving to the gym, I'd easily ride a bike to warm up for 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The, I mean – 
not having access to I hadn't really thought about this before, but like I gotta walk pretty far in my damn neighborhood to actually get any distance, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a, a, a treadmill would be nice, but like the moment I can go somewhere else to do it, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not you know, I don't yeah. really want one at home. Yeah, I don't know why that's that. different in my head, like my emails and stuff working at home, no issue scheduling it, no issues getting it. maybe because I'm just more used to that. Yeah. Because I've done that mm-hmm. basically my whole life kind of worked for myself. I, I wonder, I wonder and, and a lot of other people said, What do you think the percentage of people going back to a gym? Are you guys open right now? Yeah, yeah, we opened on uh, May first. What day oh, today? Wow. Oh, you've been open a long time. Then. Been a- yeah, so it's a we had our full month, and I think, you know, when I saw all these videos and stuff saying, you know, this is the death of gyms. Yeah, you know, I have evidence that on May first, when we opened our our doors, you know, we got more members in one day than we usually do in a typical month. So people were ready. You yeah, know, people were ready to get back to a gym, you know, to be in that environment. That was my next question. Uh, cause we've heard similar things from other people. Yeah. I've heard records of, um, record sales from apparel companies that are U S based, but have some satellite companies overseas, mm-hmm. uh, China and Japan mm-hmm. and stuff. And when those cities open, they had record sales because people are trying to do it now buying clothes because, you know, stress, uh, what do they call it? Retail therapy. Retail therapy, yeah. Retail therapy yeah. is a little different than going into gyms, which, you know, stereotypically are dirtier or you're going to touch more things or touch more people than, than just shopping. Um, and I think it's probably still a split in our society who's who's interested um, in, in seeing waiting out. I, I think I'm even that person. Waiting out a little bit. Our bars just mm-hmm. opened here. I haven't gone to a bar yet. I'm just kind of feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people haven't gone to restaurants or bars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, compared to the people that are like, fuck, get me out this house. If they say it's safe, I'm ready to rock. Um, but that, that I'm one, I'm glad for you as a friend that, that the gym, uh, popped back, uh, full speed. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. And I'm, really I'm excited for people too, because I do think the biggest thing we had a, um, a great interview, um, with a, uh, uh, I went blank. The CNN Psy- specialist, psychiatrist. With psychiatrist, I was thinking of a fancier word or what he said. Yeah, he is a human, uh, human behavior specialist. A behavioral specialist was yes. the word I was looking for uh, earlier when this first dropped down, and, and he was obviously very worried at, at the psychological effects this will have long term on on people. And I do think mm-hmm. the gym clearly science shows us a billion different ways the physical um, benefits it has for all of us especially lifting weights in the community and all that but the psychological benefits for so many me i'm so psychologically fucked if i don't work out it's not really affecting me people ask me mike how are you holding up i'm just as psycho as i was when i was deadlifting uh, i'm no different yeah I'm my a- deadlifting doesn't fix how fucked up i am but i understand that it is an issue for a lot of people they yeah. need to be active and it's their stress relief it's their anger relief it's their 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 me time whatever um so i am glad i am glad we're opening up i don't we have no word on our gyms which is uh i think that blows my mind is uh, how state to state city to city everything is Mm -hmm. um yeah we have zero word on on when gyms are opening here but um well outdoor gyms i guess Uh, you can work out outside somehow yeah yeah, whatever that means wow yeah Yeah. that's it so far yeah well i think i feel for feel for guys like that that are still closed have no end in sight yeah I yeah. think that um, some of the I don't know I saw read a study the other day that said that uh, they believe that that transmission takes about fifteen minutes of exposure to someone who's sick in a close proximity and it's a droplet thing it's not yeah it's not really surfaces all yeah the that last stuff. I heard was not as much surface as we first thought which yeah. means maybe gyms could open sooner right yeah uh, it just but you think about rooms where you've got. Um, you know, like a spin class where everybody yeah. is breathing a lot. Yoga studios are open here too. I, I don't really have that many opinions because, like you said earlier, uh, like I'm not the expert. I try to gather information and listen to the dudes that know more than me. I can teach you how to deadlift real good, and I can create some content. I don't know shit about fucking diseases, but it doesn't make sense to me that a yoga studio is open right now. Yeah, it's and like not a gyms. hot yoga or something like that. Seems yeah, like a lot of human fluid. Yes, it's exactly. weird where where we kind of draw the line um, with all these closures. Where where do you draw the line? What what's able to open? What's able to to be closed? Yeah, like yeah. you're saying, yoga or gym. I feel like they're kind of in the same category, but apparently, yeah. Different. 
Yeah, and then and then the the line uh, Jim McDee's been drawing this whole time is is big commercial gym versus something like Obtain. Like that's a huge that's a bigger line to me than yoga or not, right? Because oh, you're yeah, there every yeah. day. You can see what's being used, not used. You can clean it how you want. Where some commercial gyms seem to do a good job of of cleaning things, but the the variety of human that comes in and out. There's more humans, different types of humans. Where yours are probably like the same fifty every week or whatever number. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's or a commercial the, gym like some dudes just like fuck it, going in on a Sunday never shows up again. So they just have uh-huh. a billion different folks yeah. coming mm-hmm. in and out, um, which obviously I, I would raise it. A, a gym here when they reopened on May first said they're limiting capacity to two hundred and fifty. Jeez. So that's I mean, quite a few. I mean, they're losing capacity. So imagine how many people are in there on a normal basis. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. And, and high capacity for us, like, oh my gosh, this is really crowded is 45 people. Yeah. And I was going to say, is that based on um, you? I'd imagine that's based on the fire code. Uh, yeah. I mean, it has that. And um, I just, I kind of took it as like the crowd. If, it, if I like walked out on the gym floor and I saw there were people shoulder to shoulder, then I wouldn't feel comfortable. I'd have to be like, look, yeah, we're going to yeah. have to limit capacity. Just, you know, common sense, like around 5 to 6 p.m. when we get a little bit more crowded, let's only allow, you know, 30 people in the building or, or something. How big is your building? Uh, it is uh, 8,000. That's big. And is it primarily a barbell gym or primarily do you have, like, machines and – Cardio yeah, so we equipment have, uh, and stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of machines, a lot of hammer strength stuff. Got dumbbells, of course. But obviously, it started out powerlifting. As time went on, I kind of expanded. Well, let's get more machines. Let's more more platforms. Um, of course, you know, cardio treadmills and stuff. Uh, but in the next couple months, we're actually I'm going to make we're going to expand again another 2,000 square feet, and I'm going to make a dedicated powerlifting room. That's and awesome. And that'll open up the current you know gym floor. Um, for more like general lifting, more machines and stuff, which I think that is probably more in like demand, I guess, for like the average gym goer. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it works great if you have like a room dedicated to powerlifting with the best equipment in the country. And like you come in this room, like it's a powerlifting room. And then out here you got the normal, you know, gym floor. And it's going to be just, I'm so excited for that. That's cool. A lot of work yeah. ahead of you, but that is cool. And I, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. I think, and even, even in our world and maybe it's just human trends or I don't know what it is, but a lot of people go all in on powerlifting. They love it. They like it and stronger. Um, but maybe you get a little bored or, or maybe even within your powerlifting journey, like, yeah, man, who doesn't want to hit some flies afterwards and build your pecs a little bit after a hard bench session. I, I do think yeah, yeah. for so long, everything was so separated. Like you're a bodybuilder, you're a weightlifter and you're a powerlifter. Um, but now, you know, with, with with sports science um and i think with people like you and omar and brandon all, all, all these great youtubers um we find out like we're pretty much the same uh you know we all kind of want to look okay we want to get stronger and if you want to you know put a little bit more emphasis on strength or a little bit more emphasis on how you look uh, we can still like obviously be friends uh which it, it, sadly 10 years ago wasn't like that everyone was fucking yeah, talking yeah. shit uh and two you could kind of train similar too so to have access to to that type of facility um I, I think is the dream for most meatheads i think that's true and you know we I, mike was alluding to it earlier but like we really kind of feel like the the smaller um boutique style gyms are probably going to be going to feel safer to a lot of people than as mm-hmm. opposed to a big you know a uh, big commercial gym big global gym mm-hmm. yeah for multiple uh, yeah, reasons I noticed, I noticed that a little bit reopened a lot of people were saying they wanted to come to a smaller gym yeah Um, so it worked for for us in that situation to be a little smaller gym i've had a membership at 24 hour fitness since probably you know the late 90s and my wife the other day is like i don't know if i'm gonna go back or i don't know when i'm gonna feel comfortable going back i mean primarily she went there for yoga classes and was like maybe it would be better to go somewhere else that doesn't have quite so many people through it yeah She's like, hmm, maybe. I'm, I'm far from like a germaphobe or anything. I'm pretty gross, actually. Um, and even before all this, I would go to our commercial gym because it's close to my house. Mm-hmm. I ride my bike there, put my headphones in, not to talk and I would leave there feeling gross. I would leave there feeling like, damn, there's germs all over me. Well, <laughs> like, uh, the yeah. particular place we're talking about, like they had issues. They have issues keeping the um, maintenance up on equipment. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't inspire the kind of confidence that you, no. would, you know. And and you barely recognize anyone. I would go the same time, five days a week, you know, whatever, 10 in the morning. 
five days oh, a week. I think that has and I recognize like different people every day. I'm like, no one, not the same person comes here. And like, again, at your gym, they walk in, they probably know you by name and face. They see the same people every day. Like the, mm-hmm. not only the community aspect, but yeah, like more of a safety aspect. It feels like a little more normal too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I often see the same people or have often seen the same people, but I usually go later in the afternoon. And so it's kind of like people get off work and uh, whatever. Yeah, scheduled. Those, you know, being the capital, there's like we have a ton of state workers and federal and city and all that stuff down there. So those people are gonna, the ones that come in, you know, between 3.30 and 6, you yep. know. But uh, I don't know. So that's that's our hypothesis. That I don't think there's any proof about it yet, but I feel like there's going to be. I mean, I feel like... Um, we got it here. I mean, you said you got more members in one day than in a month. Um, we had another interview in, in Kansas City Barbell said very similar things. Yeah, but both um, uh, Joe Sullivan and... Oh, yeah, uh, and Joe Sullivan. Yeah, they, they both said, um, uh, Jay Ashman, yeah. both said that they had gained members. Mm-hmm during the break and then came, you know, came I do back think stronger. That, um, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, but a lot of people are paying more attention. Um, and I'm fucking capitalist. I love making money. Uh, I love free market, but, uh, to, to, to supporting people you believe in supporting companies you believe in and supporting local. That's something yeah. I've always been down with too. And that's mm-hmm. a huge thing here in Sacramento with our food industry, um, supporting local mom and pop restaurants and stuff. And I think the more they see that, because the people that open it, the majority of us, hopefully, are passionate about what we're doing. Sure, there's someone out there opening a gym just to make cash and, and fuck around. Um, but if you can make cash and love what you do and be excited to expand your gym and be excited about uh, you know, that your clientele coming in and, and providing a place for people to have a community, I think people start to see that. And I think that will thrive. A lot of people uh, told us they think commercial gyms are going to die. Uh, they think the you know, $50 to $100 gym big style won't live anymore that there'll be some group classes there'll be gym gyms like obtain and there'll be gyms um maybe a cheap version what is it planet fitness is 10 bucks or something mm-hmm. maybe that will mm-hmm. live um it will be interesting because because our our world in multiple ways right now is 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 changing rapidly changing rapidly yeah 24 is getting ready to file for bank bankruptcy yeah. that's been in the wind for a little bit but it seems like it's really happening yeah now, Gold's Gym filed for bankruptcy. Um, I, the, the analogy that we that we um, were drawing in one of the other episodes was um, to malls. Like malls are dying. Mm-hmm. That sort of mass market shopping experience is dying off. And so maybe yeah. the mass market fitness experience will be yeah. going the same way. We'll be back right after these words about StoryWorth. Finding the perfect present for dad is tough, especially if you don't have the luxury of celebrating Father's Day together in person. Like everybody is separated this year uh, because we're just not allowed to get together anymore for the most part uh, due to the uh, COVID-19 lockdown. I can tell you personally that more than anything, parents cherish spending time with family. That's why you should consider giving your dad the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to connect with loved ones through StoryWorth. StoryWorth is a fun and meaningful way to engage with family, especially with relatives you might not get to see often. This online service helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's the gift of spending time together wherever you live. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts, questions you'd never thought to ask, like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? And... What's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? And I find myself, um, you know, not being able to remember the details of my dad's stories the way I used to. And he's not around to ask. And StoryWorth gives you the chance to uh, document those stories in a way that, that I really wish I could have. Reading the weekly stories is fun and will make your family feel close even if you're not together. After one year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo that you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. Your family will treasure this book forever. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without having to pay for shipping by going to storyworth.com facts. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com facts for $10 off, do something that I wish I had had the opportunity to do with my dad uh, years ago. For 
for the uh, for those that are, are interested in like being a business owner or or a gym owner, what's what's like a day to day? Run us through a quick, you know, wake up, go to bed on like a Tuesday uh, for yourself. Okay. So I'll I'll get up seven a.m. I usually try to get to the uh, to the gym at around nine. Immediately get there, do a quick walkthrough of everything. Of course, like fill the paper towels, um, get all the cleaning products. I got a uh, when we were able to reopen. I got a. Uh, air compressor with a paint gun on it mm. and i got this uh it's called hypochlorous acid and I, I saw it's what the firefighters in in tulsa are using to sanitize their stuff so yeah you know get that compressor going go around with the paint gun i'm able to literally sanitize every handle every dumbbell every barbell every deadlift jack every door everything in like 15 minutes i mentioned uh, that in our last podcast with recently. joe i think yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I shouted you out. Uh, uh, I forgot that it was you because I had saw it on Instagram, and then we were talking to Joe Sullivan or another gym owner. I was like, bro, I can't remember who I saw, yeah. but someone's fucking blasting their gym in ten seconds and it's clean. <laughs> I was like, that's genius—the most genius you, thing I've ever seen in my life. You go through the you go through the uh, the dumbbell rack. I mean, in in eight seconds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So it's, it's kinda, fun. It's fun. I wonder what they're hitting with because I've been doing a lot of home improvement projects during this. Uh, during this shelter in place time and like when you go into home depot the carts are wet now because they sprayed yeah. them with something i wonder if that's what they're using yeah maybe so uh what time's your gym open do you have employees so and things it, we i just hired my first employee which is it's a big step for a, a business you know to have yeah. a, an employee um and there was certainly an aspect of it's your baby right you feel like you no one else can run it the way i can no one else can but the part of growing, I feel like is learning to delegate tasks, sure. you know, like you guys have, have people helping you with your, your show. Probably you can't do it all, you know, delegate yeah. some stuff. Um, and you can focus more bigger picture. Yeah. So it's, it's open 24 hours, oh, sweet. um, with the access card. Mm. Uh, we're not staffed 24 hours a day. Um, we usually we're staffed from about 9am to 9pm, 10pm or so. Um, and we do have 24 hour access, but not many people really come like at, at two, 3 AM. Um, so it, we do give members the option to access the gym. Um, but yeah, we're, we're staffed about 13 hours a day. So, so, so you're at the gym, 9 AM cleaning, walk through what's next. I will, uh, I'll hit a, I got a lift, you know, got to get a good lift in. Um, then I, I'll finish up with, uh, lifting maybe grab lunch, come back, you know, do a podcast or, or play with my dogs. Um, and then, you know, right after we finish, I'll go right back and kind of help my uh, employee tonight make sure things are running smoothly. And, you know, it's just a lot of like, like busy work, you know how it yeah. is. Like mm. yeah, I got to run, I have a tab sheet for like drinks and stuff. Got to take care of that. You know, make sure waivers are signed. Be there. To, it's important for me to, to be there to greet people, you know, have someone there to say hello. Um, just a good experience, customer service. What's the the hardest thing or maybe the most unknown thing to you that's come up um, from starting a gym or being a business owner? It's kind of hard to because yeah. well, as soon as you start to do YouTube or, or, or merchandise or something, you're, you already kind of understand like weird shit's going to happen, right? Because you are a business owner being a YouTuber mm -hmm. if you do it full time, whether people say we don't have a job fuck you <laughs> um right so you you basically all have done this for a long time but the gym part mm -hmm. is a little different what's what's been like the most difficult uh, or surprising thing for you i think when i first started i wish i could go tell myself you know you don't know what you're signing up for you don't know how much work it's going to be how much blood and sweat it's going to be and it's it's a that's one of the reasons why i kind of stopped doing youtube it's like i did not understand how much went into running um, a successful business. It's, it's never, you never stop, never stop, never stop thinking about it, never stop working on it. And I don't, you guys are the same way. You never really clock out. Your mind is always thinking. That's for sure. Yeah. It's such a hard thing to explain to people. Cause I'm joking, but I'm not like I've gotten, I'm sure you have to like get a job, get a real job to comments thrown around. <laughs> but like if you clock the hours, my brain, and it's not just my brain, like kind of thinking like my brain, like sitting there, whatever I'm doing, I'm eating, I'm laying in bed. I'm, maybe I'm watching a movie, but what my brain is actually like calculating things and planning things, not just mm -hmm. randomly like, Oh, hope the gym's good. Or, Oh, I hope I get the deadlift tomorrow. Like actually working things through being creative or, or you know figuring out ways to sanitize best or whatever it is 
fuck, man. The hours, the 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 the, the emotional effort is <laughs> yeah, fucking it's, it's uncalculable. A lot, yeah, it's yeah. a lot, and that is true. And and the issue for me is I don't think debating if I get a real job or work for somebody else. Like I can't stop my brain. I think that's how I'm wired. So if I'm going to go work, I think I told this on a podcast with Jim. If I'm working at Starbucks. I'm going to make the best fucking cappuccino Starbucks has ever seen, or I'm going to think about how I do it until I can do it. Um, so, like, I'm pretty much fucked. <laughs> so I might as well do it my own way. Yeah, that's. I think that's a fair point. And I think that's what, when, when people hopefully like us succeed or at least find some kind of happiness or find our route because we're wired that way and we know, you know, if you go work at a, at a commercial gym, you're just not going to be happy because your brain's working the same way, yet you're stuck in this system. At least now yeah, our brain exactly. can work and we can do what we want to do. So did you start off on with, you know, 8,000 square feet or did you start off smaller? And We started off, I'll have to send you, I don't know if you can put stuff on the screen. We started out in like a 2,500 square foot garage, no air conditioning, um, like real, real small. The, the gym space maybe was 1,700 square feet. So it just it just grew way faster than I anticipated. You know, I signed a three-year lease to that first spot, um, had to cancel it, uh, which sucked, within 10 months, and, and I found a bigger space. Wow. And this new building was is perfect because started out 6,000, and then I could expand another 2,000, and then I'm going to expand another 2000. So it's kind of just been like, as the gym grows in this new building, I can kind of grow without having to move locations. You obviously have a, a big internet following from your past. What's, what's some like marketing or creative things you've done, uh, like locally, uh, to kind of handle all that? Because obviously, you know, I don't know what our analytics really give us, but there's Canadians, there's people from the yeah. UK and Australia that, that uh -huh. probably watched a bunch of your YouTube videos. Um, but how many people in Tulsa are watching YouTube videos, right? And, and the percentage, maybe not that many, uh, what are some strategies and things you did to, to get the word out? Like, Hey, I, I got a real gym here of, of, of people like-minded individuals. I think obviously like social media advertising, you know, t-shirts is a big thing. I do like t-shirts for the gym. People love supporting that and they just wear, wear the shirts out downtown. And I think the biggest thing is just giving people a good experience. Um, and your most powerful advertiser will be your customer. That makes sense. So, so you take care of your customer. They're going to tell their friends and their friends are going to tell their friends. Um, so I think if you really want to grow a local gym, just give people a great experience and, um, you know, ask people, hey, if you enjoy the gym, maybe leave a review or, or tell someone about the gym or a local gym. We, we appreciate it a lot. Um, word of mouth is just so, so powerful. Let's pause for just a second here. I need to switch a card out because I stuck the wrong one in the machine. A little SIM card. And it's a little full. So stand by. How's everything else, buddy? Just grinding it out? Just grinding it out, man. Yeah. Just uh, the gym, it just takes up like so much time it's crazy yeah yeah that's what uh we assembled a little team to start uh connor does all all my youtube and now produces all this and then my buddy kyle's gonna help us with the gym but we're uh we got four of us we got, got four plans of us. for like the floor and stuff or yeah so i got a call with sorenex um this week to like uh they'll do like a full blueprint of the whole thing and we'll try to okay, figure cool. that out we have some light stuff in our head obviously and it was a gym before so we kind of generally know um but yeah we'll see you all just, my biggest youtube videos were filmed there let's just say yeah everything was yeah everything started there and and, and that's uh, cool yeah, and just like everything, you just question yourself, like, fuck, man, like, yeah. my YouTube cool is... cool for you. You're kind of going full circle in a way, you yeah. know, like starting out where you did and, and going and doing your own stuff, and now you're going to have your own business there. It's, that's got to be awesome. Yeah, that's kind of what made me just want, like, like I don't know if I believe in God or vibrations or energies, uh -huh. but, like, this is a little bit too in my face to kind of say no, you know, like, the story's almost yeah, too yeah. perfect, so... Yeah, might as well give it a go. And I, I ran a gym. I worked at a commercial gym, ran one. I opened my own that failed in like 2010. So I know how shitty it can be. But uh, <laughs> I think the community and stuff will always make up for it. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the hope. Okay, we're we're live again. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're good again. Um, that's what I was gonna say. We we're talking local. We we're talking. Oh marketing. yeah, yeah. I guess I mean that's that's kind of a uh, speaking of the the audience situation. Like I think most of us in terms of our YouTube maybe. And, and Instagram or whatever, maybe like between 60 and 70% US, um, the rest international, and usually a pretty small percentage local. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. 
that conversion to to local like yeah you have to rely on um you have to rely on members and word of mouth to uh to spread the good word i think yeah business is so mm-hmm. different because a lot of us we created content because we like to create content we want to share stories or information or whatever it was and then we try to build businesses behind it where nowadays oh, oh forever it was yeah hey my skill it. is <laughs> Uh, cutting flowers and I know a shit ton about roses I'm going to open a flower shop okay now now how do I get people to know about my flower shop do yeah. I start an Instagram for my flower you know it's always we're, we're working in reverse um, which mm-hmm. clearly has some benefits but has some downfalls too to be honest where the other people might have you know, the florist might have 30 people that are just buying flowers out of their house to begin with and they're like well I need a shop right yeah for sure uh, do you do you're talking about like being there to greet people when they come in uh-huh. to the gym are you doing any other kind of customer relationship touch point stuff are you doing emails or texts or any of that kind of stuff I, I did my first email like list because we get emails when every person signs up um, I did that around the time of the pandemic basically saying hey you know we're gonna have to close giving everyone an update like please reply to this email if you want to opt into your billing schedule mm-hmm. Um, and that is super powerful. Like I, I don't, I feel like an idiot for not, not utilizing that. You know, I was just like, Oh my gosh. This, and I can, you know, send out an email to old members, maybe people that didn't like the gym or wasn't for them. Hey, look at what we've added. Look what we're planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super powerful. Having the, being able to contact all of your, uh, gym members just like that is really powerful. There's just so many tools out there. And yeah. again, right? Like because we come from a content base and now like my brain works at like content base and then local base and like but there's there's so much gray area and how do you utilize it when you utilize it? And I don't think anyone has the answers, obviously, because there's a million ways to do things and you ask every gym member their favorite way and it's, it's gonna be different, right? How everybody handles things. Um, but being creative and, and trying to like you said, I think the biggest point is if you give someone a really good experience, regardless of what you do, you're a baker, you're a gym owner, you're a car washer, it doesn't matter what you do. If you if that person has a, even a memorable experience. It almost <laughs> it can't be bad, but it doesn't have to be great. Just a memorable experience, I think. And then you're kind of in the ballpark. Yeah, I think that that's true. And and uh, just people recognizing that they're among like-minded individuals, I think, makes a big difference too. And and that always kind of starts from the top, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you put any? Tone. Have you ever put any attention to building that? Um, it seems like you have powerlifters, and now that you want to add gym equipment. Um, mm-hmm. Did you? Was there like uh, emphasis on trying to build a culture of like-minded people, or because it's kind of like build it and they shall come? Um, what yeah, was that's the- that's what I said. I think like watching my very first video in that that empty like warehouse. I said, you know, I think if I build something great, like the the people, you know what I mean. Um, and I, and I do like put a lot of emphasis on like making sure there is a community at the gym. So like Halloween party, Christmas party, you know, probably in a couple of weeks, maybe have a, a summer like party at the gym, just so people can meet each other, you know, socialize, realize, Hey, we, you know, we're all here to get better. Um, so it, it's kind of a mix of both. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of what else was on my mind about this. Uh, Things like childcare, does that ever pop up? Is that a... People ask about it, but we, we don't offer it because that's a whole different ballgame to have childcare, you yeah. know? If there's a whole liability situation around that. No, that's difficult thank to you. deal with, yeah. Diapers, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind if like people like bring their kid and it, they sit on like a bench and they're supervised. Uh, but yeah, definitely having like a dedicated like childcare. I know you have to have like someone working that has their right license mm-hmm. and the liability, of course. And it just seems like a, a, a pretty big thing to start. Yeah. Yeah. A whole nother animal. Do you offer them yeah. any other services like, you know, uh, coaching templates, you know, uh, nutrition, any of that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like number I, one. I don't personally, but like there's like independent trainers that use the gym um, that I'm able to kind of, when people ask, I like to, you know, I can refer people to the independent trainers at the gym. Yeah. Was that something you tried to monetize or you just figured 
if the trainer has a gym membership, his clients are getting a gym membership and that's enough for me. Because at least here in, in California, mm-hmm. besides, again, besides Barbara Gagan, and maybe, you know, I'm missing people's names, but I, I don't know that many gyms. And California is a fucking big state. That um, Convoy Strength in, in San Diego is another one, I guess. But most of them are either group, class-based, personal training-based. Mm-hmm. If you're if you want to get your hands on good equipment, a barbell, and an environment, you have to go to one of those. There's not just one for open folks. Um, so mm-hmm. did you did you think about that? How you're going to handle personal training, or did it just kind of come to be? It just kind of came like with time. Like I think once I built the gym, trainers kind of started to approach me and say, "Hey, do you allow trainers?" And I was like, "Do I?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> cool. Like they can they can come and use the gym and maybe just charge them a flat monthly rate. Um, they're able to train their clients, and of course, the gym's able to make a little bit of money." Yeah, so you just, uh, yeah, not sublease, but sublease it in a way. So yeah, are, yeah. are the people that they training your members or are they their clients? It's kind of a, a mix of both. There's been times where trainers will, um, you know, be at the gym and members will approach them, which is totally cool. Um, and then they'll also bring their own clients that's what I was going to say. We were talking local. We were talking Oh, marketing. yeah, yeah. I guess, I mean, that's that's kind of a, uh, speaking of the, the audience situation, like I think most of us in terms of our YouTube, maybe in, in Instagram or whatever, maybe like between 60 and 70% US, um, the rest international, and usually a pretty small percentage local. Yeah. And that that conversion to, to local, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have to rely on... Um, you have to rely on members and word of mouth to to, uh, to spread the good word, I think. Yeah, business is so different because a lot of us, mm-hmm. we created content because we like to create content. We want to share stories or information or whatever it was. And then we try to build businesses behind it. Where nowadays, oh, oh, forever, it was different. Yeah, hey, my skill it. is... <laughs> Uh, cutting flowers and I know a shit ton about roses I'm gonna open a flower shop okay now now how do I get people to know about my flower shop do yeah. I start an Instagram for my flower you know it's always we're, we're working in reverse um, which clearly has some benefits but has some downfalls mm-hmm. too to be honest where the other people might have you know, the florist might have 30 people that are just buying flowers out of their house to begin with and they're like whoa I need a shop right yeah for sure uh, do you do you're talking about like being there to greet people when they come in to the gym are you doing any other kind of uh-huh. customer relationship touch point stuff are you doing emails or texts or any of that kind of stuff I, I did my first email like list because we get emails when every person signs up um, I did that around the time of the pandemic basically saying hey you know we're gonna have to close giving everyone an update like please reply uh-huh. to this email if you want to opt into your billing schedule um, and that is super powerful. Like I, I don't, doing I, I feel like an idiot yeah. for not utilizing that. You know, I was just like, Oh my gosh. This, and I can, you know, send out an email to old members, maybe people that didn't like the gym or wasn't for them. Hey, look mm-hmm. at what we've added. Look what we're planning. Um, so that's super powerful. Having the, being able to contact all of your, uh, gym members just like that is there's just so many tools really powerful there, yeah and right like because we come from a content base and now like my brain works at like content base and then local base and like but there's there's so much gray area and how do you utilize it when you utilize it and i don't think anyone has the answers obviously because there's a million ways to do things and you ask every gym member their favorite way and it's, it's going to be different right how everybody handles things um but being creative and, and trying to like you said i think the biggest point is if you give someone a really good experience regardless of what you do you're a baker you're a gym owner you're a car washer it doesn't matter what you do if you if that person has a, even a memorable experience. It almost <laughs> it can't be bad, but it doesn't have to be great. Just a memorable experience, I think. And then mm-hmm. you're kind of in the ballpark. Yeah, I think that that's true. And and uh, just people recognizing that they're among like-minded individuals, I think, makes a big difference too. And and that always kind of starts from the top, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you put any? Tone. Have you ever put any attention to building that? Um, it seems like you have powerlifters, and now that you want to add gym equipment. Um, did you, was there like, uh, mm-hmm. emphasis on trying to build a culture of like-minded people or because it's kind of like build it and they shall come? Um, what was the- Yeah, that's, that's what I said. I think like watching my very first video and that, that empty like warehouse, I said, you know, I think if I build something great, like the, the people, you know what I mean? Um, and I, and I do like put a lot of emphasis on like making sure there is a community at the gym. So like Halloween party, Christmas party, you know, probably in a couple of weeks, maybe have a, a summer like party at the gym, just so people can meet each other, you know, socialize, realize, Hey, we, you know, we're all here to get better. Um, so it, 
it's kind of a mix of both. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of what else was on my mind about this. Uh, things like childcare, does that ever pop up? Is that a... People ask about it, but we, we don't offer it because that's a whole yeah. different ballgame. There's a whole liability situation you know? around that no, that's difficult thank to you. deal with. Yeah. Diapers, uh-huh. I'm out. You got to have... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't mind if like people like bring their kid and it, they sit on like a bench and they're supervised. Uh, but yeah, definitely having like a dedicated like childcare. I know you have to have like someone working mm-hmm. that has their right license and the liability, of course. And it just seems like a, a, a pretty yeah. big thing to yeah, start. Do you offer them any other services like, you yeah. know, um, coaching templates you know uh nutrition any of that stuff yeah it seems like number one Mm -hmm. i i don't personally but like there's like independent trainers that use the gym um that i'm able to kind of when people ask i like to you know i can refer people to yeah was that something you tried to monetize or you just figured if the trainer has a gym membership his clients are getting a gym membership and that's enough for me because at least here in, in california besides again besides barbara mm-hmm. and maybe you know i'm missing people's names but i, I don't know that many gyms in california is a fucking big state that um convoy strength in, in san diego is another one i guess but most of them are either group class-based personal training based if you're if you want to get your hands on good mm-hmm. equipment a barbell and an environment you have to go to one of those there's not just one for open folks um so did you did you think about that how you're going to handle mm-hmm. personal training or did it just kind of come to be it just kind of came like with time like i think once i built the gym trainers kind of started to approach me and say, Hey, do you allow trainers? And I was like, <laughs> do I? And I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like they can, they can come and use the gym and maybe just charge them a flat monthly rate. Um, they're able to train their clients and of yeah, course so you're able uh, to make a little bit of yeah. money. Not sublease, but sublease it in a way. So are, mm-hmm. are the people that they training your yeah, members yeah. or are they their clients? It's kind of a, a mix of both. There's been times where trainers will, um, you know, be at the gym and members will approach them, which is totally cool. Um, and then they'll also bring their own. Makes clients. sense. Yeah. Cause I, that, that is something that pops up everywhere. Yeah. And then different gyms, um, either make their own training staff and coaching staff. Um, there's a million ways to obviously, mm-hmm. you know, what do they say? Not skin a cat. That's something different. Do you skin a cat a million ways? A potato? You skin <laughs> yeah. a cat a million ways? <laughs> I think I that's, that's fucking sick for whoever's skinning cats out there. It's fucking weird, but. I don't feel like that happens a lot. No, who the fuck skins a cat? Anymore. Why would you say like a rabbit? I think that's also weird, but at least people eat rabbit. I guess people eat cat too. I don't want to offend those pussy eaters, <laughs> but yeah, a million ways to skin Help a me. cat. Um, but yeah, it just seems to me that, that the group coaching or personal training is is the natural evolution. And maybe it's fear, you know, maybe, and, and, and you probably had a little bit too, right? That's why you went with a 2,000 square foot place to start rather than a 10,000 square foot because mm-hmm. yeah, I got a shit ton of fear mm-hmm. of everything I'm about to launch. Uh, like shit, man, like yeah, no one's going to like this. No one's going to buy this. Yeah, no one's yeah. going to think about this. No one's going to, no one cares. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, start small scale up. And, and then the, the other thing uh, talking to you that I learned is you just figure out your own way. Yeah. You can do some research and, and look it out, but yeah, at the end of the day, absolutely. you're like, do I do personal training? Well, let me see how I want to do personal <laughs> training. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, any uh, Anything that you would like to communicate at this point? Yeah, any any tips business-wise, gym-wise, YouTube-wise for the people out there? I I think like just with, with starting a, a gym, you know, I helped oh, cool. uh, Pete Rubish with his, um, which he recently opened. We, and he, he was actually at the meet um, that we had back in March. So to watch him deadlift him, it was just a off to- topic, but watching him deadlift in person, yeah. which is like, I've watched him since 2011 and to see that guy in person. Pete's a cool like, dude, man. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. He went for like yeah, I like eight. Yeah, such a nice guy. Um, but, but business wise, I think something that's important is to be confident in yourself, you know? Don't listen to the negative comments. Like I remember people were commenting, why would you want to work out in a garage when I first started? But you have to have confidence in yourself. And I wish I could go back and talk to myself and say, dude, start in this bigger building. Like have some, have some confidence in yourself. You know, if you go into anything and you're kind of apprehensive or I don't know if this will be successful. I don't know if I'll be able to make this gym a success. It's not a good way to start a business. That's for sure. 
And just be the confidence. Yeah, there. if you don't believe in yourself, with, with why do you think a hundred people are about to believe in you? Exactly. Yeah. Why would someone want to join if if they're joining a gym where someone's yeah. not yeah. confident in what works. they're offering? That makes sense. Well, where can people find you? Yeah. Plug away, buddy. At Michael Corey on Instagram. If you're in Tulsa, you want to check out the uh, the gym. It's just obtain strength. Love to have you. Love to meet you there. I've met a lot of you know people that come through that know you know. Oh, you know Silent Mike. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've known Mike for a long time. I know. I still got to go out there. I, I never been to Oklahoma. Like goddamn line. I haven't been this. I was. You 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 guys are six, more than welcome. Seven. It would be great. Yeah, that'd be fun. To, seriously, it'd be well, we'll an honor to have you guys. Messes over. Yeah. When, well, we, traveling when anybody can normal. go. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's it's an issue. It's like traveling across town right now currently yeah. for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, we, we lockdowns and national guard and and curfews and all that kind of crap. But uh, anyway, thanks so much for being on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give us a, a rating and review. Yeah, New episode every Wednesday, 50% Facts. I'm Silent Mike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you want to find me. I am at the Jim McDan, all the social medias. Follow the show on Instagram. We are 50% Facts. Percent is a word, and 50 is numbers, and the website is the same. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot.